Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 102 of the Greenlight Podcast, POC E-Phrase. I am fresh off a six-day trip in Vegas uh, for work. Had a little fun, but for work, so not as tired as I would be if we were celebrating something for Ian. Who knows? Vegas uh, is just, you can't, I mean, it's it's tough to do, no matter if it's work or pleasure, do more than like three days. Like, I've been there since Sunday, you, dog. You feel Sunday. trapped. You start feeling trapped after a while. Like there's no, like it was fun. And then now there's no escape. That's actually a good way to put it. And I know, I mean, anyone that has been to Vegas understands this, but like, you know, the architects and engineers of these hotels are geniuses. They, they design mm-hmm. everything. So you don't ever feel the need to leave. You want to shop? We got shops. You want any type of food? Literally like any type? In and out to like high, like to a $400. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. Um, then obviously the gambling is everywhere. So that's the easy part. But then they got pools. They got workout centers. They got business centers. You need a meeting or you want to work out or you want to, it's like whatever you need is in this hotel. It's crazy. And yeah, yeah, I think it took me, I think it took me 48 hours to leave the MGM. Like Sunday, I didn't leave. Yeah, the massive ones you can really like. I mean, they have to like they got to keep your attention there, and they got to have because the massive ones they've pretty much got everything. Like whether everything. even like Caesars is even way bigger than Bellagio. Bellagio's got like a little shopping and stuff, but then Caesars, it's like Kelly and I got lost in Caesars. Like yeah, just like going the different levels and the shopping and the old part and the new part. It's it's crazy, but it's it's one of those places. It's the first time I ever went to Vegas was actually around it was during nba summer league as well as all the major high school tournaments so that was when it was jason tatum was in st louis eagles malik monk um deer and fox like those those guys um the crazy thing for me was i always thought vegas like it's an adult entertainment it's everything i could not believe like how many kids are actually like running around like children like i never went to vegas as a kid and like i don't think my mom would ever even think it was like yeah let's bring them but because they get these massive events, like these major AAU tournaments, they get things like that. Or I guess the parents of some of these people just want to have fun. They're like, I don't care. Like, let's, we'll leave the kids in the room while we go gamble. Yep. But it's crazy to me how many kids there are. Like it's Disney World or Times Square. Yeah. It's weird when you see like an 11 year old and you're like, I don't know if you should be here. It's a weird thing. It's a it weird is. thing. The one and they're, and they're up, like the parents will just be like, I mean, it'll be like 1030. And there'll be like a family walking through. That's the right. crazy thing. No matter the time, yep. nothing surprises you. It could be six no. in the morning and somebody be chiefing a cig and drinking, having a Diet Coke and a Bud Light, playing mm-hmm. a slot machine. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I get and it. And the one other place like that, in my opinion, I think yeah. there's some things that get close to it, but the one other place is New Orleans. Yeah. It's, and, it's and it's the exact worse. same thing. Like you could walk out yeah. onto the street and people are like reselling Domino's pizza oh. and like, like, no, like, wait, this definitely is Domino's, but it's not like, yeah. and I am very, it's, it's crazy that when you think about this, so I, I had booked my flight. I've got, I've got to be there for work. Um, but I booked my flight and I'm not dreading it, but I've just done new Orleans enough at this point where I'm like, I'm dreading I don't need this to be like, it's a work trip. That I don't need to get out of control. Like I just need to, I want some good food, some po' boys, some oysters and be, and be good. But Orleans, the fact that we haven't had a final four, an, a real final four since 2019 in Minneapolis. So no 2020. Last year's a fake one. And all these coaches coming back at one time. There's going to be New some Orleans, pent up energy that gets messy as it is. I mean, 2012 yeah. was the last time it was there. And it's crazy. Is that, fan, that, that final four was you had Louisville and Kentucky both there at the same time. You had Ohio State, which is a massive, massive, massive fan base. And you have Kansas, which always travels. And you pour that all on into, into Bourbon Street in New Orleans. We were there. That's, we were there. It's crazy. And it's going to be – I can't wait, honestly, to see, like, which teams are actually going to get there because what different types of fans could descend upon New Orleans. Like, if you're Dude. getting some, like, 
Can you imagine like if Arkansas and you get the redneck, like pot belly Arkansas people, you get if you had Duke and you had all and let I dude let Duke are, get to the final four. Oh my god. I would love to see like the Gonzaga, like Northwest, something like like the UK fan, the Kentucky fans that are like, but maybe like the pretentious kind of Duke fans. Yeah. A little better. And then like I'm trying to think of the most obscure, like the four corners of like crazy. Well, you need a you need a well culture. Purdue. Not Southern with Kentucky. Yeah, you need Gonzaga. a Zaga. You need a Midwestern one. You need a big think, ten team. Yeah, the most yeah. I like I I the most boring Somebody. basic basic mid, middle of America fan base. Yep. If you had um, to, while we're on that, if you had to put one Big Ten team in right now, Purdue. You think you you really you feel Purdue? Well, I mean, not on. I literally two episodes two episodes ago, I said they were going to be out in the Sweet Sixteen because their defense. But uh, you take a I mean, who, on one on one Big Ten team, you're taking Purdue. I mean, probably. Who are you going to take? Yeah. Not Michigan I mean, State, not Michigan, not Wisconsin. Wisconsin's well, West Coast not bad. Wisconsin. Wisconsin would be my one. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's growing on me. Yeah. The big thing I'm looking for with all these, and I forget who I hearing it, but I want teams with like multiple ball handlers. I need guys that like think about all the last teams that have won. It's not just like one guy that has to kind of have the ball like at, at all times to be able to like Baylor had three guards and then everyone could control the ball. Like Ty could, could control it for Virginia. DeAndre could. Kyle, you had that mixture. Yep. You can't, like, I'm trying to eliminate the teams that has got, like, one guy and then a bunch of others. And yeah, because, well, it's, yeah. It's hard to find it. Wisconsin's but, probably a little bit more prone to that. Like, I think overall yeah. Purdue's the better team. Yeah. Um, but if Ivy has a horrendous game, yeah, they're going to be in deep, deep trouble. Is it crazy, too, just while we're on the Big Ten right now, that Rutgers, in my opinion, at least my recent opinion, Rutgers is the best, like, bubble team. Like, I feel like in my head, it's like there's no no-brainer that they should be in based on the yeah, I think so. wins they have. Like, everyone was like, oh, they got – oh, it was a huge win to just get them over at Indiana. And I'm like, they have a ton of marquee wins. Like, they've got good wins. They've won. And they ran, off, they ran off, like, six or seven in a row in the Big Ten, like, a couple weeks ago. Purdue. They've beaten Michigan. They've beaten Iowa. They've beaten Iowa. They beat Michigan State. They beat Ohio State. They won at Wisconsin. They beat yep. Illinois. And it's like, I yeah, get the Indiana one was 17 and 12, but I feel like they're much more automatic. And, like, they're definitely getting wins. And, yeah, they're, like, this fringe bubble team. But I'm thinking, I'm like, I could see them, like, going to Sweet 16. Like, I really could. You know what's um, you know what's funny because I was just gonna say like there's no way North Carolina should be in over Rutgers if that's even being compared right now. Um, any shade I can throw, I will. But uh, or Virginia Tech. It, it looks like after everything has been said and done and the dust settles, the ACC is gonna get five teams. You're, They're projecting I'm, five. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's like after everything, there's gonna be five teams with twenty plus wins in the ACC. And positive, positive. Um, the hell am I trying to say? Winning records in the ACC. Yeah, I mean that's what's crazy. Is like, yeah, you've got like Notre Dame, Duke, Carolina. It's automatically like it'll be yeah, Duke, Carolina, Notre Dame, Miami, and Wake. Like yep. I get Wake's had a good. T- the Miami one, I Miami's lucky to have their signature wins because Virginia swept them. Virginia yep. Tech just won at their place. Like yeah. there are other te- bubble teams that are like beating them as like stacking wins. And it's kind of interesting to me. And I, I get like, I, I think Virginia is the, like they have to make it to the ACC title game to get their chance. Like that. I don't think there's any way. No, they got it. Yeah. They, I, I don't think that they, the one thing that's going to help them is they're going to get an extra game like in there, like, because they're not a top four seed. They're most likely going to be a seven. They could play like Louisville or Boston college, which they should be. They're playing Louisville tomorrow. And then I actually don't mind the matchup of playing Notre Dame as a two seven. Like I, I, I like Notre Dame a lot, but I think, but right now the way it stacks is Duke and Carolina are one and four. Mm-hmm. So if you're on that bottom side of the bracket, which could be Virginia, Virginia tech, um, Notre Dame and Miami, like those teams aren't that far off in my mind in like talent and evaluation. Like some of them have better resumes, like for sure. Like Notre Dame is a much better team. Miami is, is too, but I also wouldn't be surprised if any of those four teams beat each other. I think that it's all just going to then you let Duke and Carolina 
um, battle it out. And then whoever I think makes it to the final from that side is like automatic lock. Not the Notre Dame already isn't, but it, it could, there's a small chance there could be a six. I think Virginia, Virginia tech can get in wake forest and then wake forest. I, I think he's on that side too, but crazy. let's, um, I, I, I have something to admit this week, maybe even as, as far as 10 days, I have felt the, the effect of the retirement tour. Like it's here full circle. Like, like do you like mean the promotion, like emotional the promotion for you or you're no, no, seeing no, 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 no. It's too much? It's, it's like, it's, I, now it's, doing no, yeah. Like tomorrow's going to be brutal. Like that's going to be a sad day. Um, yeah. When it's like, all right, we're media is pushing this heavy. Like, yeah. The media. Yeah. It's crazy that. now. It's crazy now. But, uh, but again, when how was many that, times when was that said, moment for you? When was that moment that you feel like, all right, we're really pushing the retirement tour. Um. I think I was watching, I think I was watching a college hoops game on Wednesday and the two announcers talked for, for two minutes of game action, which was like five actual minutes, just about K. Um, And I remember thinking like they hadn't, they haven't called a player's name on the floor in like two full minutes. Um, So I remember being like, all right guys, like, damn, like you got, you're, I'm watching, I was watching like Arkansas or somebody like, I'm like, you're not even talking about Duke or they're not even playing. Um, I know so exactly. Week, yeah. This week, I know exactly been... when that moment was for me. And it's, I think I was probably a little more for me for you. I, we both agreed. We didn't think it had been overkill this season. No, they did some early interviews. I think it was fine when they really started promoting UVA Duke heavy um, at, at Virginia. And they were showing like all long commercials, these long clips of the first game. I was like, all right, they were really trying, they're building Duke. And then I realized, okay, that Virginia game is a weekday. Then Syracuse. And I'm thinking, and okay, it was like, yeah, the last, the they're last lining this up. Like the ACC, like line this schedule. It's like, all right, you're going to get coach K visiting at his USA basketball assistant. And like the two legends, the old guys. And so, okay. Then where's the next game? Oh, it's at Pittsburgh. Jeff Capel Pittsburgh. And it's like, all right, now you get like the prodigal son, little like reunion moment. And then yep. all that leading into this, which they're just, do you know, do you know what they're showing on ACC network tomorrow? Uh, I don't like know. Their alternate broadcast. The his championship game? No. So at the same, so you've got your main broadcast is obviously going to be on ESPN. If you want a broadcast that has a camera on Coach K of every second of the game, I can't believe can he tune, allowed that. It's just going to be swearing. To AC, you can tune to ACC Network and it's commentary from like Packer and Durham that do the ACC Network show. So there's an alternate broadcast. That is just, it's called, it's like Coach K cam. And it said every, I, watch, be able watch Coach K for every second of the action. So on, on ACC network. And then there's, if you go, I think online, they have all these like robotic cameras. Apparently they've stationed in Cameron. They said that they normally use for like when they had the, um, uh, the like the naval ship game and they play outside and all these big, and they're like, usually we have all these cameras to capture all the other things around. We've never had this many cameras stationed in an actual like small arena focused on the actual court and like what and so they're putting like so much technology into this broadcast i think it is regardless of like the media and the tour it's definitely been heightened but even just espn is wants it to just be the biggest like technological event it's gonna be nuts man i uh, they're building it like up to like a super bowl like they're like this is a big thing and like now, now all the story, you know, like Ian O'Connor drops a book and then um, he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated and there's been all sorts of articles written about him and quotes and stuff. And so all these like funny stories and different tidbits that like, you know, people are sharing all their, yeah. their intimate, like Jason Tatum goes on the Reddick mm-hmm. podcast and tells him about how he got kicked out of the locker room and he said yep. he was a soft ass St. Louis kid and like, yeah, awesome. it's, I think that's been my favorite part is like the stories from other people. Yeah. Um, that's Did been you very listen cool. to his press conference yesterday. Uh, I saw the highlights when he was like, you know, I'm not. Um, yeah, because that's been a weird thing that came they, that came because of the O'Connor book um, that he basically s- stole the search. And, and you and I have talked about this, like who thought that he wasn't going to pick hand pick the person like that's that's ignorant like, to think and, like that the AD whether people realize it or yeah whether people realize it or not that's sort of what roy williams did at unc too 
Like when, he, dude, a hundred percent. When Wes Miller was starting to look like the better candidate, and they said, "Hold on, like we actually might need to consider this." Then Roy yeah. and the old head stepped in and said, "Nope, this is what you're doing," 100%. and that's like, and the whole thing of I, I, the only thing that was a little weird of him being like, "Yeah, I don't want to linger. I don't want to be around." Like he's like, "Oh, where would I sit?" Like I'm not. He goes, "I'm not going to come to the games," which I thought oh. was. I a love the shade. Shot. I know he and Roy are boys, but that was definitely a shot at Roy. I, yeah. Because Roy has literally been at every single UNC game. But he goes, where would I sit? And part of me, I'm thinking, oh, he wants to give it space. He wants to do this. And, he, and he's like, I don't, oh, maybe I'll work on I want to improve Cameron. You're keeping your office in Cameron. And like, yeah. you're not, like Shire's not moving into the head coach office. So yeah, so say like, I really don't think, you know, how you can say, I'm not going to be around. I'm not going to come to games. I'm not going to be here. I don't want to even be a part of this. I'm passing it off. Yet you're keeping your giant, massive office. Yeah, no. So he, I, yeah, I think he, um, I think what he was trying to get across that I don't know if his words really did mm-hmm. was I'm going to have nothing to do with the basketball program. But like, you don't think at any point Shire will call him and be like, hey, what would you do here? Or what 100%. are your thoughts here? Which is which is totally normal no matter what the scenario, right? Like you worked for a guy for 10 years and then you – let's say you went – any like Nate James. Like Nate James is where? Yeah. Ball State? Where is he? Um, no, not Ball State. school. Yeah, I can't remember. Or whatever. So you don't think Nate James has ever called Coach K and been like, hey, what do you think? Like or any of his – like of course that will happen. But I think – so this is actually a funny story that I learned today. Um, Paulus too, like Paulus at Niagara. Like yeah, Paulus, come on. Like oh, well, all these, he yeah, might hate they, he might hate Paulus because he's a scrub, but uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, like there he's. Those are normal phone calls. Those to make. programs, like Quinn Quinn Snyder, like yep. And now look, I understand that this is different. This is a different scenario, obviously, because he's the head coach at Duke. So it's you know, but um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, I learned this today. So Coach K's office is on the sixth floor. Everyone else is on, is on the fifth. The like any any anyone that's trying to get up to either of those floors take an elevator, but Coach K has a back stairwell that he can basically go down to get to that floor without anyone like seeing him. Uh, that stairwell is getting boarded up, and so it will no longer be accessible to the fifth floor. And John Shire is getting an office built out for him on the fifth. So it, I mean, the the metaphor Whoa. is very real, um, but they're literally like like bricking it up and because they're, because they need to adjust the fifth floor layout. So they're like, Oh, we're going to take this stairwell out and add to Shire's office. And it's like, man, that's only for that to just be, that's it. Literally just for coach K to go down and see the assistance. And uh, yeah, he's not gonna be able to do it. He's gonna have to go down the elevator. So yeah, I mean, look, he, you know, it's, it's public knowledge that he's staying on as a Duke ambassador, um, which really means, <laughs> I don't know what it means. I don't know if he, I don't know if Duke needs an ambassador, but he's staying on. Um, but yeah, man, it's going to be crazy. The I one think funny I, quote I, I thought from that was he, he, he's the ambassador. He goes, it was mine for 42 years. And now, now it's, it was like, wait, so didn't, I think it was, yeah, like, yeah, was, it was it Duke's? Tate said that on Titus State. He was like, well, yeah, did you just take it from Duke? And then now you're giving it back? Like, it was just you? And then, okay, now you can be Duke again. Like, it was yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. Um, but it's I, the only thing that I did want to ask you about, I thought was interesting, he brought up and was in twice, and Goodman hit on it too. First thing he said, the one thing he regrets is he and the other coaches haven't been able to enact change like they for, on the game like he wished. That mm-hmm. the one, like, it's not like, we're, basically, if he's like, if I had one regret is that we didn't, accomplish enough to change the game and change the surroundings um then like rules wise i didn't see this quote in number in like i think like the business the rules are like what's best for like the health of basketball like when you talk about playing quarters and fouls and like the the you like whether it be the rules being uniform or whether it's being like hey you know what maybe we protect amateurism in the other sports but like college basketball is a giant business and he, he was like it's a and then so goodman like 10, five, 10 minutes later, kind of handed back, he goes, he has a two-part question. And the first one was how many, over the years, how many times have you spoken to Mark Emmert? And he's like, and who is a Mark? He's like, well, he's like, huh, not a lot lately. Um, and then any kind of dads, he's like maybe a handful of times over the years, but never to talk about, Hey Mike, like, what do you think about the state of basketball or Mike, what do you think we should be doing with basketball? 
And he basically like, he called him out just like, I want to help make this better. And I've wanted to do that, but I've been given zero opportunity to even voice what I think to that, which I, I just, that's, that is the one thing for someone that's so calculated and measured with all of his comments to then basically put it out there. Like, yeah, like it's not, on, don't look at me. It's on this asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone who listens to this knows where we stand with Mark. Um, yeah. That's interesting. You know, he said like, we, he's like, we had a summit in like Oh five that like Ravlin kind of put together and they didn't do a lot, but like he was, we needed to basically sit in a room with like the shoe companies, the high school coaches, the college people, the pro people, and just be like, what is best for this sport? Like, is it all these shady backroom deals that are, we know are happening? Like, should we start being lenient? Like kind of how it is now with NIL and different things. Like, yep. I, I, I think I always, I always have thought that, and I, I always look at it from a grassroots level, but like Europeans thought through this, they thought yeah. through how will we train our kids to put them in the best positions to be pros but even if they don't, right, like there's levels to where you can play. Like they thought about oh it they, and yeah. they sat down and built out here. And those levels are like sustainable levels yeah. too. Like we have plenty of guys that are like, might even be the first, like Nick Kellogg was playing a second division in France. Yep. And like this is the all-time career three-point shooting leader in Ohio and Mac, in Mac history when he graduated. And yep. like there are like with this, it's like there's the G league and then there's, but it's in the G leagues looked upon like a certain way. Whereas there, it's just like, you're, you're a professional athlete, you're a professional basketball player and, yep. and all across the board, like it, it just, it, it makes too much. It's sense interesting. I mean, I, 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 we put ourselves in a weird spot now. Like, yeah. Really. We're in a weird spot. We have no governing body. We have governing bodies. We have no governing body that actually oversees. It truly. seems like they kind of want Grant Hill to be that guy, like being right yeah. now ahead of USA basketball, but I don't know if, but again, like, Let's break this down. Coach K's job is to win basketball games and better his team, right? That's his job. So Grant Hill's job is to win the gold. Yeah. So it's very hard when the priorities are all going to be at executing, winning a national championship, winning a gold, not necessarily, oh, yeah, while you're doing that. Be the czar of basketball. Exactly. So it has to be someone else that has power with Man. everybody, right? And the again, I- We talked about this before, like Brad Stevens is the only person I can think that can be that person. Like, because yeah. you've already, we've seen him step away from coaching. And he's just doing the front office kind of thing now. But like, does he want to be that? Does he want, or does he want to like- Yeah. Make the game better because he's as respected as you can get in the college level and the pro level he won significantly at- like that's the only person I can naturally see just like spearheading, like change the game movement. But yeah. Um, have you, did you feel you're a Mets guy? How did you feel about Mariano Rivera's retirement tour and Derek Jeter's? Cause I don't think we will ever touch Derek Jeter's Derek Jeter's was absolutely insane. Yeah. They promoted it. Like, what it, gift can, top what gift can gift they give? It was every stadium. Yeah. It was everything. Every time he did something, oh, this could whether be whether there was last, a connection with them at all. Yeah. It could be this last everything. double in uh in City Field. You know, I mean, it was to me, Jeter was a whole nother level. Mariano yeah, got a lot of good stuff, but Mariano, Mariano also didn't play every day. Yeah. So it was different. So it wasn't and and it didn't play every day. And also, yeah, like it wasn't, and you didn't necessarily know going into a game, like, oh, he's the starting pitcher today, or he's it's like they had to be in a spot for him to, for him close. to play. And obviously yeah. it's like, if they're losing, like he's not going to play. So it, it definitely, Mariano gave like a taste of what Jeter, what was to come. And then was Jeter, there any other massive tours that retirement tours that I'm blanking on? I really, I tried to think Kobe's about was on, big. Kobe's was, but yeah, 61 points. That was Kobe's huge. was big. Like, because even leading up, cause he wasn't playing that much. Like yeah. they weren't good. And then they remember they played him so much more that final game. Obviously it was like, yeah, I think he was average a certain amount, but he was pretty much going. And I, I feel like that was like, give him his roses. And it's great that, and thank goodness we did, honestly, like yeah. that scenario. But Kobe's the last one that I think I remember of like, this is a big deal. Like his last all-star game and his last like. Because even, even with Jordan, when he was with the Wizards, they knew it when they knew when it was the last all-star yeah. game and he hit the game winning shot over Sean Marion, which is just like ridiculous, like poetic yeah. as always. But like, 
that was that that wasn't all that crazy because it was even crazier that he was playing. So it was yeah. like if he now if he had never retired in '98 and just played through, then yeah, I think it would have been even crazier. But I really was trying to think of like crazy other retirement tours, and I could there's there's not that many, but I think that speaks to like we should try. Now look, I'm I understand I'm speaking from a Duke fan, but like we should try to enjoy it. Like there are this few people that get one, you know, like to have yeah. that type of impact. And somebody said it right. Like him retiring is, it's like a vacuum. Like he is college basketball, dude. He's been coaching at Duke for 42 years. I'm 32 years old. Like he's the, the, the stat that I always say in order to catch him and wins, someone would have to win 30 games a year for 30 years. And you'd still That's be insane. 200 games short. You'd still be 200. And no one, and no one's going to stay at no. a school like that. As long as it's like, no, I mean, like as long, I'm not surprised, but like, even like Cal, like Cal's the next like stage down. It's like Cal was at UMass for a while. Cal was at Memphis for a while. Like Cal's been at Kentucky for a long time, Has but he's not nowhere close to like what, like, no, these guys are into. I mean, and that's shoot, what he said. Roy, actually, I mean, what, how many years was Roy? Like Roy, like, Roy's Roy was since status? 03, so almost 20 years, which is yeah, which like is, Roy's like up on that like legend status. Yeah, Bayheim's really half half as many years. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If you're talking like longest tenured, it's like that that at that level and has success. Bobby Knight at Indiana. Tony's Bayheim, the close, like Tony's the only person I think has like a close potential chance to get to that. Number. Yeah, and he's at what year 10? He started, no, he's in like 12 or 13. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's he, tomorrow's going to be emotional. On how long, like I, I, I can kind of see there's part of me that thinks Tony Bennett is going to coach for like a really long time. There's part of me that also I can see him like maybe wanting to enjoy him. He's, he is 52 right now. So Tony's 52. He was first year of Virginia was 2009. So this is actually, yeah, year is. He's year got 13. another, he, he can coach another so 20 years. If he goes another 20, that puts him at 33 years at Virginia. And that's like, there's not, I just, and that also is going to make, he doesn't ever leave for Wisconsin or anything. I don't know, like Jay Wright, I guess, but I don't know if Jay Wright's going to, I can't, he's the one I Jay don't Wright. think would, I think Tony would probably, there's like just coaching, but I can see Jay Wright shutting it down younger. Yeah. But there's just not a lot. I get, oh, there is one. There is one. As long as he says Mark Few. Yeah, I know. I always forget about Few. That's Mark so Few's got to be. Yeah, he's got a shot. Yeah, he's but got that's a shot. About it. But like, I just don't see anything like. Because at this point, breed. like, does breed. does I? If you're a smart AD, the answer is yes. But does Mark Few have a lifetime contract? In oh, in yeah. all in all that that means, you know what I mean. Like I I don't think people really have those, you know, because things things no, can I think happen. He does. But you think he's got the quote unquote lifetime? I think he does. Um, I don't think he could ever really get pushed out. But the thing that's interesting is like also, it's, I think it's also potentially validated like a little bit by what Arizona is doing this year. Like yeah. his assistant finally leaves and like takes a team that was. Nah, last year under Sean Miller. Yeah. And then it's just like, he's got him right, right rolling. He came from that tree and there's obviously they're doing something right. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I think it's, it's Mark Few, I, I think is the closest thing of like K, if K is Duke basketball, like UNC, you deal with like, you could say it's Dean, you could say Roy, these guys in between, but like Duke is K and like Gonzaga is Few. Like, I don't yeah. think of anything else, but that's, but like, Cal is like Kentucky is more than just Cal. Yeah. Yep. Like hundred percent. Even Florida's Billy Don. Like they, you look how long Billy D's been gone. And yep. Louisville's not Patino. Same way. Like Kentucky's not. It's just yep. Patino's the interesting one. Patino's like the legend that's just I think it's been doing it the longest. And it's been at like such the biggest, like widest variety of schools, too. Like, well, like countering each other. Yep. Like you you have one guy like K is loyal, 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 marks you loyal, and like you know, it's not so been loyal, but he's built the same type of resume in just different spots. Yep. Um, all right, let's talk about this list that came out of the top 42 best Duke players in Coach K's 42 years. Um, I think it's so off. Uh, it's wild. 
Um, and you may not agree with all my takes. All right, so let's it's a three. It's a Matt Norlander, David Cobb and Kyle Boone. And apparently this, they, they voted and they like kind of added this all together. Yeah. Like it was, a, I, so it wasn't just one person's take. This was like the combination and, of three people's rankings. Yeah. And again, look like we don't know what necessarily went into all their voting and how, but it seems to me after taking a look that they value more than anything else, individual seasons based on who's in the top 25. So let's run it and through statistics, really just like yeah, just statistical, stats. Yeah. Like, like individual yeah. season and stats. So number one, which I, if you disagree with Leitner being number one, I just think you don't know. Right. I think that's universal. It's, he's, he's, I think he's the I best. I think he's college. one, but I don't think he's Kay's favorite. Well, no, that, yeah, that's a different list. Shane Batty that's a different is, story. Shane Batty yeah. is in a story of his own in terms of favorite, but really, um, I think, oh, yeah, I think Grant Hills, I think Grant Hills right there too. No, bro, uh, I don't remember. Really? I don't remember who Reddick brought on. It was another Duke guy, but it was years ago, and they were laughing. I do, actually, I remember. Remember, they were laughing. They were like, "Nobody can touch Shane." He's like, "Shane is his guy." Shane, um, oh my gosh, I hated Shane just because he was, he yeah. played there. But yeah, but Leitner is so Leitner one is. One, yeah. So, and then, so yeah, my list is actually same one, two. So Leitner and Hill, I think, look, that's, that's easy. Um, Jay will, I did not have at three, but fine. I would, I might have Jay will three. I had him, I had him at five. Okay. Um, but I'll go through my list after. So there, then yeah. they put Zion at four. Okay. Now, look, I, I don't even know. This sounds crazy, but it's hard for me to put him in the top. He's not in my top five, Zion. He's not in my top is five. Is he top 10? He is, but it's close. And yeah, see, I, yeah. But I, I think there is a, I think there are different types of Duke fans that value things differently, in my opinion. Yeah. And look, like the, if you were on one of the five teams, you, you're already ahead. You, you should be held at a higher level because you're a you winner just, like you're you a just winner should be you just should yeah. be um and you're cemented like you're, you're cemented your team is cemented 100 percent. so zion in the top 10 totally get number four no way um reddick yep he's always in my top five he's the leading scorer obviously didn't win one but top five i'm cool with johnny dawkins i actually had him at seven but i'm cool with him at six that's fine danny ferry no way no way up there but no it's, it's crazy way. those numbers are wild though he's first and it's definitely so statistical driven is it first acc player to reach two thousand points a thousand rebounds 500 assists no first he had 58 in a game which still remains a duke record i didn't know now, i know i know he went to like three final fours in a row i'm pretty sure um it's kind of crazy i didn't realize but, it was like but, and now look i'm not saying he's not in the top 12 13 14 15 i just don't have him seven i just don't have them there elton brand i'm cool with that um i don't again like i think i had him at nine battier way higher so let me give you my five my five is leitner hill battier hurley jay will how are you gonna have the point guard on two national championship teams hurley, not in your top five hurley yeah like hurley being behind like especially now that i look at like zion is and is and battier is like wild to me kind of what do we what like, are we hurley hurley is like Hurley's like closer to Leitner than like, like yes. yes, that is a while. It, the fact that Hurley's 10 Hurley's 10, like it's Hurley like, is the one that's well, would you say you really started getting like everyone pissed at like the white guys from Duke or like, I guess that was before it probably I mean, was fairy. Danny fairy was, it was probably fairy. But like, I think Hurley though, to this day is like still peak, like yeah. little Bobby just running around, but yep. His jerseys retired. So there's a 13 jerseys retired by the school yep um yeah, so, he, and he's one of them so obviously yeah they left him out and it would been too, but then like rj right behind him at 11. rj barrett at 11 man i i just don't know how to feel about it like the next three are confusing to me like like what R is your if, if if what is your moment non-zion moment of the 2019 team like, could you think of like a moment that's yeah, not Cam, like the a, Cam Reddish Florida State three to win it? Um, that one, okay. But beating like, I'm beating, think, like beating Carolina in the tournament. Like, did obviously. RJ have like a signature moment on that team? I know he was a good, he was very, I mean, very, he, very good. Yeah, he definitely did. And he had some big, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, the tipping, the tipping to beat. I guess I mean, um, they beat Virginia both times. Like the tipping to beat UCF on the off the free throw line. Oh, they I do. Missed, remember, okay, they I remember missed. that. He got the that but was just, huge. I feel like it's more of a strain to like think. Like I know he was dominant. It was like a strain to think about that when like I like Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, like I Jaleel like should so be above. Moments. Yeah, Jaleel should be above all of them. Like Jaleel at eleven, I'm like okay, like. I get that. Bagley he won. was at 12 and Bagley didn't win either. Bagley yeah. was less memorable, in my opinion. Yeah. Sheldon, Sheldon Williams should be above both of them. Because Bagley was Bagley not was Bagley's year was with Grayson. No. Yeah. Because Grayson and I Wendell Grayson, Carter. Grayson was more the focus of that team, even than Bagley in a way. Trayvon like, Duval, like, Wendell yeah. Carter, all them. So I would yes. go here. I would literally go like Jaleel at 11 and then I would go Nolan and Shire. Like Nolan Shire, yeah. You want to talk about guys that like came came up in the dark ages. I I always call it this, and every you know, people get mad at me, but like listen, when Reddick graduated, that was when it they they had a three, four year stretch that was really, really bad for Duke basketball, right? They lost to Mercer, um, they lost to VCU. Um, it was bad, it just wasn't a good time. So that's also where. There's no way now this is tough. Cause I just value different things, but Kyrie yeah. Irving being 30, I get it because he only played like 13 games. So I understand that he can't necessarily be all that high, but yeah. like we were talking about before this episode, Kyrie was the first one and done true first one and done. Now Luol Deng did it, but that yeah. was not a thing then. Mm-hmm. Elton brand did it until the, Oh no. Elton brand was a no, weird, was, like we, was Elton brand yeah. two years. No, I think he was one. I, I thought I could be wrong. Yeah, I, can't I thought remember, he was one. Yeah, like Elton was. I, at that time, it was more. It was either like straight out of high school or like proving yeah. commodity, like Jay will. Like yeah. it wasn't. It was like oh, one year. Okay, now we're making a big like. Yeah. So the not, fact that Duke got Kyrie, they had missed on a lot. The Harrison Barnes recruitment. I mean, that was the that most. Was, that was one of the first like big ones I really remember being like thinking it was going to be a big swear because yeah. he was the first preseason first team all-american yeah i hadn't played a game yeah and i'm like oh this guy's like <laughs> i remember it being between duke and carolina yeah so duke had a, a a three four year stretch there where of course they were getting good players but they were missing on the big ones and Kyrie was the first one so i always try and put Kyrie a little higher um and then the only i mean i'll wrap up with this the other two confusing ones well, the trade – I mean, I just love the Jones brothers. I think they both could be higher, yes. especially Tyus. Like – Yeah. Tyus I, is was, what? Wait, Tyus is 30. ahead of Tyus? Yes. Because he played two years, which – okay, fine. I get that. But Tyus was one of, one of, if not still to this day, one of the best point guards that Duke has ever had. Like Jay Will, Hurley for sure. Yeah. But – and then, I, and then I love I love Duhan. I love Luol. Those are all cool. Cher- Cherokee Parks, fine. Um, Tommy Amaker, of course. And then Seth Curry to round it out. People forget how good Seth was. Seth was awesome. My biggest thing that really I, I text you the first thing I said that stood out to me was Luke Kennard at twenty seven. And I get he was there. What was it? Three years or two? Two, years? two. Just there two. So two years. Like, but he and I get I realized he was an All American MVP. He's like MVP of the ACC tournament. He shot the ball really well in that year, but it was also Grayson and Jason Tatum were fighting. I feel like all the time, like who's the guy who's getting shots, but Kennard at 27, that's what stuck out to me. So that, because in my mind, I almost like the first, I'm like, wait, Justice Winslow is not on this list. And Justice Winslow was like this, like, obviously you had Tyus and you had Jalil, but like Justice was like the stopper, the defender, the slasher, like. I loved him, man. He was part of that team. I love him too. I felt like he was such a part of the backbone of that like national championship team that yeah. like I thought would even though he didn't have he only averaged like 12 points like elevate him he's like Kennard only averaged like 15 yeah and he wasn't like no like I don't think of Kennard as like a big time winner like no I, think, I mean like, they justice, won games justice but... took, they did but like justice in that team, like there's just a difference and at least in my mind of like the 10 team the 15 team like yeah 100 percent oh one it's just it's, there's just a different air to those teams like yeah. that Jay will team like that's when i re- like that's when i realized like duke is like because i was young I, I knew him they were i was always good yep and, and grow, but then and when i really started like recognizing basketball and understanding it, like seven eight years old i'm like 
holy shit it's like jay williams battier boozer dunleavy is like yep that's a different different team and then it's yep. crazy that jj wasn't like jj i don't want to lump jj into like the canard grace inside but because like i think jj actually had better teams yeah no but, think about it he had it he had Duke. Like, it, i think of jj as like almost like almost a Kevin like as a winner at yep. duke but he like never did one of those cemented guys even yep. though he wasn't, it's crazy that he never made it. I think, I think what gives him the benefit of the doubt is, one, he was there for four years. Two, he's the all-time leading scorer. Um, obviously, the best shooter ever. And then Morrison going back and forth at the same yep. time, too. Like, who's the best player in the country? It was like... Yep. Yeah, so I would say um, it, was, it was a culmination of, like, obviously Duke coming off another crazy... Like, their 86 to 93 run will probably never be matched. But then they were on another one where from 99 to about 05, they were crazy. They were going to final fours. They won Eric one. Maynard. Eric Maynard tweaked things a little bit. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Right. So uh, Reddick. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, you know, he went to the final four his freshman year. They lost to UConn. That's yep. right. Okay. They lost to UConn. Um, and then I think it's an elite eight and two sweet 16s. I know it's two sweet 16s they lost. Um, it was the hype was always around him, like going into yep. the season and stuff too. And it was like, the story is like, all right, is JJ Reddick taking him there? Like yeah. after like those years, and especially that last one, it was like a disappointment, but it was just kind of like crazy. Like, I mean, he was, yeah, last year. I mean, national player of the year. I mean, yeah. Like two years in a row, national player of the year. He was good. Set the record for most consecutive free throws made with 54. Um, yeah, he had some you know, crazy three stat lines. Like he broke. And then the big one, too, I think, I guess, was this. And I'll never forget. It was on February 14, 2006, first half of the game against Wake, CAA record of 413 career three-pointers made. So he yep. broke the all-time three-point record, obviously, in that year. It's just like how big of a spectacle, like, Steph was breaking the NBA record. It was like, I remember being like, like, this is the best shooter of college basketball history. And it's like, it yep. cements it. Like, Yep. And that's different. That's different from like, even as big as Zion was. And it was just like, he's like completing something or like a career that hadn't really been seen like that before. So, yep. 100%. Same with Hansbro. And, but Hansbro, like, that's great. Hansbro does have, I guess, his ring. Hansbro and JJ were so similar. The only difference, yeah, is they got Hansbro kind of like got to the mountaintop. But I remember they're the figurehead. Like, that's the guy. Yep. Great players around him, but that was the guy. I know. Yeah, man. So tomorrow's going to be emotional. Uh, last one. Um, I'm going to be having a ton of beers. You know, tweets will be fired. Uh, here, here's it's my it's thing. It's six o'clock, but it's 620 tip. Yeah, it's going to be a whole, yeah, like, whole, full, thing. Uh, whole thing. Morning and and post game. He's doing apparently it's a speech post game. We just we just I mean, we just this is it. This is the most non-important, most important Duke Carolina yes. game in history it is it it they lose it means nothing on their season because as i was gonna say it i said to, but, i was like honestly i don't want to put this on anybody but like I, I if they somehow lost it would uh, be like what the fuck like this is the most awkward it this was is, i don't i may not open twitter for two days i don't think it will but it's just like the think of that possibility would be just like crazy to me Absolutely. now here's here's my thing dude that i think just based on how the first game went too and I mean, oh, yeah no it would be insane if they won um so so duke wins the first regular season championship in 16 years which is crazy insane he's 1000 percent getting acc coach of the year and it shouldn't be close correct you don't want to you don't want to put steve forbes in that conversation hell no Steve I don't care Forrest if you call this. Yeah, Wake don't, Forest no, no, went. Someone, Wake someone Forest went this. six and sixteen last year. They're twenty three and eight. Look at who, that's the who only we, thing I'm saying. Can you pull up? They're thirteen you, and seven in conference. They've won only. They've won seven more conference games than they won total games last year. It's a pretty damn good coaching job. Yeah, just I get. I think it'll probably be. It's it's. I'm I'm basing it off of like what we said. Like it's it's like more impressive feat. So yeah, it's it's more expected that K to, for K to win than okay. Uh, Wait, hang on. What is this? Steve Forbes. We have any odds? No. Listen. So this is this is what the ACC does. In 2012, Miami won the ACC regular season. Jim Laranega. 2013, Virginia won. Tony Bennett. 
2014, Virginia won. Tony Bennett. Uh, 2718, 1718, Virginia won. Tony Bennett. 1819, yeah, Virginia yeah. won. Tony Bennett. 1920, Leonard Hamilton. The, the team that wins, you give the coach of the year to. So this is not a lifetime achievement award. This is standard practice. Should be. I'm just saying Steve Forbes is a plus 17 on the year. Pretty wild. It, it's and, it's and, easy. It's, to, it's, yeah, it's easy to have plus 17 when you start from the bottom. A little harder to have plus 17. I will say 30 games he, deserves, he deserves coach of the year. Paolo does not deserve player of the year. No. Can we agree doesn't. on that? He doesn't. Not in his last. Now, Paolo in his last two games, he looks normal. Um, but he hit a freshman wall without a doubt. Melanda's Williams, I really like. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I let's. I'm trying to see. Uh, Mark Williams, defensive player of the year. I think so. Ah, uh, it's him or Reese Beekman. Beekman's uh, got Beekman some crazy is... defensive. Oh Beekman, bro. Beekman's like my favorite. He's my I favorite player it. since the 19 team. He's I awesome. And if he would just shoot a little bit more, bro, I can't. He'd be a, Beekman. He'd be like he just he gets. He's not tentative. Beekman's rangy. You. He's athletic. He's rangy. He's like uh. like. He's a freak, man. I love Beekman. I think I he could be really, really good. Yeah, but that's uh, it. Could be he could win Defensive Player of the Year, and then six months. Oh, did you see this? Apparently, Joey Baker is coming back next year. Yeah, is that the COVID <laughs> year? Yeah, because everyone got everyone that was a part of that gets an extra. So he's going through senior night tomorrow, but he's expected to come back next year. I I love it. I think Duke that, that, that I love. He just it. doesn't play though. It's just a body, and it's a guy that has been. I know here it's a body. It's just, if I'm him, it's just like it almost. It's like, is he going to get more next year? He could. He could. He could get a little bit more. I uh, thought he would get more this year. Like they need. Like it makes sense for him to be able to get minutes on this team because they can. Like that. I feel like they open things up when they get this outside shooting. Yep. Like him and Bates Jones. It's like it surprises me at times they don't play them more to at least like space the floor out. Like yep. you need like that like the Tyler Thornton type like guy like that. Or, or the Seth, like that's just a, a threat out there. Yeah, I feel like it's if I'm him, like I, I it's kind of surprising. I don't know, but because some of these yeah, guys man. went like Garrison, I, dude. Do you know Garrison Brooks is on Mississippi State? Did we know that? I for completely we, forgot yeah. it until it was this sent. podcast doesn't BJ talk about Mississippi State much. Like Garrison, I was like, wait a second, Garrison Brooks is still playing. Like yeah. I thought he graduated from UNC and was all playing overseas. He's like no. He did that, and he went to Mississippi State. And there's someone else that's like that too. Yeah, UNC. Oh, seventh, seventh Woods. Timeout. Yeah, this yeah, we did talk about Seventh Woods. That's yeah, insane. You want to talk about the worst ranking of a of a stud in the last ten years? It Does has anyone realize? I feel like no one realizes the path that Seventh Woods is still playing college basketball. Yeah, read the path. Like, this dude was like, I think it was like eighth grade, maybe. maybe he was the next LeBron and then he even falls off. And like, I think he fell maybe like, I think he was top, obviously top 10 to maybe like 50th. I think he finished like maybe 52nd in the rankings. So goes to UNC doesn't really play at all for UNC from 16 to 19 South Carolina. I don't remember him really doing anything at South Carolina from 20 to 21. He's now at Morgan state and he's playing, still playing. He started in North Carolina in 2016 and never really done anything. Transferred to South Carolina, and now is at Morgan State in the year 2022. Yeah, it's wild, wild. And he won. Paul, he won a championship. Well, he's on the 2017 UNC championship team. That's weird. That's crazy to me. Like Virginia, no, that seems so long ago. This to put that into perspective, Virginia is losing Kihei, which is like the last. Well, he could come back, but the last piece of like the 19 team. Yep. This dude was on a team 17. that won a championship two years before that Virginia team. Yeah. The, the mystery of seventh was the mystery like, of seventh. Woods. He's probably going to bounce to like half of the G league or something like that. Like it'll yeah, be on the, 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 the grand Rapids, whatever they are. And then it'll be on the Canton charge and they'll be in Lakeland magic. And, yeah. and then he'll yeah. get, he'll get like a 10 day and people are going to be like, Oh yeah. Woods, remember Woods. him. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe I, I don't even know if he's even playing really at Morgan State, but <laughs> I hope he is. Uh, March 4th, the day before the last day in Cameron. Um, yeah, man, that wraps up episode 102. That's it, right? That's all we got. May, hey, come on. Good man. luck. Good come luck on. to the Blue Devils. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm gonna be I'm excited. Very... I'm gonna stop by. I'm gonna stop by. Uh, I want to walk around campus. I want to feel the buzz. We will end on this. And if you want to know Durham, there's like one nice. It's the Duke University ends like a five star in. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? I part of me honestly want to just roll up and you sit should just the, go. Roll up and just sit at the bar at the Duke University end because that's just gonna be like an alumni reunion. Bro, they Every, keep all the, everyone that's coming into town tomorrow, like you know, they're they're either they're not renting a house or something, like they're they're staying at the Duke University Inn because it's the, it by far the nicest spot, and they're all just going to be hanging out together in there. This, There's no this, way, like unless someone rents some private restaurant. This is a stat that blew my mind. Only two hundred and eight players have played for yeah, him. If you would have told me, I would have said, oh, I don't know. 700 I, I i don't even 208 just does not seem like a goodman enough goodman and hummel were joking that they're like uh they said um oh my gosh that's uh at, at nebraska uh fred hoiberg's already halfway to that number yeah that's what he i'm saying like how many players <laughs> how many like, players there's so many four-year guys yes yeah, so and and again like if you coach in the 80s and 90s that's what it was like you literally that's what's so insane back then you needed to recruit like two players yeah man now, now it's six. Every year you need like five or six, like at least for you guys. Like Virginia doesn't have to, but also Virginia's but you could. off because when you miss on guys and, and, and when you miss on guys, it really, really hurts. Yeah. Like that's what, like that's, in my opinion, that's the only reason Virginia is like not probably in the tournament this year is like they miss on a couple cycles. They also weren't expecting Trey Murphy to just like pop, like they didn't expect yeah. him to play last year. And then he just pops the league as a lottery pick. And now you don't have like anyone in the funnel yep. the way you budget. Like that's the one benefit is like, and then once you get known or labeled as like, they can keep recruiting over guys because it's just guys just want, no, that's the deal. It's like, yeah. Even if you were, what's uh Trayvon DeVal, like Trayvon DeVal didn't need to jump, but he's like, I, I kind of have to jump or else like, yep. you know, then I just get stuck behind, but Yep. It's it's impressive, man. It is impressive what what is what's been done and it will be an incredible sight tomorrow. March 5th, 2022. A day that will live in infamy. Deuces. Lately I've been feeling like this what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pulls, lust, rust, souls up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney in the love, so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.